We all just witnessed one of the most special seasons in Chargers history with quarterback Justin Herbert, who deserves to be celebrated after the year he just put together. But will he be a future MVP? You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons. This is our fourth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thank you for making us your first listen today. We very much appreciate it as we start kicking things off in this offseason. But one thing that we haven't really got to truly dive into is just how special Justin Herbert has been as a quarterback this year. So we're going to talk about just his stats compared to who, you know, he's going up against the top quarterbacks in the NFL and compare him to some MVPs because this is a guy, obviously, who's going to be in the MVP conversation for a long time, it looks like, as, you know, if he can keep up the things we've seen so far from him. So that's where we're going to start the show today and then get into just some of his best moments. Obviously, there's the biggest throw to Jalen Guyton, one of the biggest throws, best throws that we saw all year and some special performances like the ones he put up against the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Browns. I mean, that fourth quarter was wild. So we'll get into all that and then spend a little bit more time to wrap up the show, getting into that special, special fourth quarter performance we saw against the Raiders with the season on the line. Six fourth quarter, or, you know, fourth down conversions in that game and just so many specific plays where the game was over and Justin Herbert willed the team back into it. And I think we just didn't get enough time to talk about that. And Daniel Popper put a really good article together talking just about how ridiculous that was. I mean, just absolutely insane. But thank you guys for checking it out today, obviously. And thank you for checking us out on our new Locked On Chargers YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe there if you haven't already. And find the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But David, I mean, one of the things about Justin Herbert this year was I think there was a lot of people still kind of thinking that Herbert was fool's gold. A lot of people who had the wrong draft evaluation on him, right, and were surprised with how good he was as a rookie, obviously winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. And then all he did is come back, you know, with one of the best statistical seasons that we've ever seen from any quarterback, not just a second-year quarterback, but obviously he did that as well. I mean, not only franchise records and passing yards and passing touchdowns, but also, you know, franchise or NFL records as far as most yards through the first two seasons, most completions, most passing touchdowns through the first two seasons of anyone's career in NFL history. So to say that we just watched a special season from Justin Herbert, David, seems like an understatement. Yeah, when you're uh, up there with guys named Dan Marino, uh, as far as, you know, the, your first two years in the league, Justin Herbert passed Dan Marino for the most passing touchdowns in his first two seasons in NFL history. Uh, Dan Marino is a Hall of Fame quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. So when you're in that kind of company, I think that just goes to show you how special, not only that, but 17 300-plus yard passing games, which was the most in a quarterback's first two years in the league since 1950. So it's not just the big-time throws. It's the consistency over his first two years in the league, continuously making big throws, getting those big touchdowns, throwing for big yards, and really keeping the Chargers and winning the Chargers a lot of games in his first two years in the in the league. Sophomore slump? I don't think so. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think we wonder kind of where he would end up after a year or two, you know, as far as how good he is compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in the league. And now it's like a legitimate top five conversation, right? I mean, well, it's I funny that you say pressed. that because I actually put a poll out on my Twitter account and yep. I just asked, hey, where would you rank Justin Herbert? And with 666 votes on this poll, top three, 56%, top five, 37%. And five to ten, six percent. Better yet, ten plus zero. So no matter how you look at it, Charger fans, football fans alike, they all think at least at the bare minimum, Justin Herbert is top ten, and most of them think he's top five. Yeah, I mean, obviously your Twitter is going to be a, a Chargers echo chamber, so it's obviously going to be a little Maybe bit. Maybe a little bit. But biased results there. But, I mean, if you're just going off of the numbers, I mean, when you're third in QBR for the season, and, you know, it's hard to say what metric is the best to judge quarterbacks because sure. Justin Herbert, according to ESPN, was number one in EPA, effective points added, right? Yeah. Estimated points added per mm-hmm. drive, per play. Like, he was number one in the NFL, according to ESPN. And he was third in the NFL in QBR. But when you're right behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it seems like it's a pretty good indicator of really, really good quarterbacks. You know, and then it's Stafford and Patrick Mahomes and other guys up there as well. And I just think that no matter where you look, I mean, most 300 passing yards this season, right? Not just, I mean, through the first two seasons, but in the NFL this year, he had the most 300-yard passing games, right? Second in yards per drive and points per drive. Lowest so turnover-worthy play rate among all QBs, according to PFF. I mean, the, the numbers are all over the place in favor of Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's the one thing from year one to year two. Obviously, five more interceptions this year. He played right. in two more games, so that's obviously going to add to it. But I think there was a lot of luck in, in some of those as well are bad. Yeah, luck a lot of balls him. hitting receivers' hands and then popping in or getting batted and getting intercepted. There's, I think there's only a handful of throws that you can look at across the season where you can say that was a bad decision. I think, you know, I would say about five of those, you're like, yep, definitely a bad choice. A lot of those were really acrobatic or just batted or, you know, just those kind of circumstances. So not a lot of like, hey, really boneheaded decisions that Justin Herbert made. And I think that was something that you can really look at as progression from year one to year two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff. I know Daniel Popper was on here and talking about that as well. If you look at back at all the interceptions, I mean, some of those it's hard to put on him. And it seemed like he yeah. had an abnormal amount of those this season. Not a ton of bad decisions at all. But I think the other thing that's impressive, too, is what he did with this team, despite the lack of help that he got, right? Because obviously yeah. we all know the Chargers defense was not good, right? And we also know now through pro football focus that he had the most drops by his cat and pass catchers this season. So like imagine if you add those drops onto the crazy numbers that he put up and what those would look like. Plus the other thing, David, I thought this was a crazy stat from Scott Kazmar on Twitter. And it was a percentage of starts where your own team allowed 27 plus points, meaning that you have a terrible defense. Obviously Justin Herbert's at 59.4%. Some other quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is the next closest on the list at 39%. That's 20% less. Drew Brees, 39.1. Aaron Rodgers, 32.3. Phillip Rivers, right, who had some bad defenses too, 30.6. 29.4% less. And obviously, there's only two years of Justin Herbert, and this really bad defense obviously played a big factor in that. I think, I mean, it was pretty actually equal as far as 27-point games that the defense allowed year one. In year two, but it's really hard, obviously, to win games, David. I think that just makes it that much more impressive when your defense is giving up that many points. 
Well, it's just because if your defense is giving giving up that many points, you know you're going to have to go out there and score points every time you touch the football. I mean, I think it just added pressure for you to have to go out there and perform. Obviously, you can't win games if you don't score points. And a lot of the a lot of the times he was making a lot of those tight window throws. I think one of the things I saw from Next Gen Stats, which was really really fascinating, is Herbert led the NFL in passing yards, 638, and pass EPA, 14.5, on passes with less than a 25% completion probability since in entering the league in 2020. So I think we've seen time in time and time again, Justin Herbert being able to fit a throw in a window that should not be conceivable that he should not yeah. even attempt that other quarterbacks wouldn't even dream of attempting, but with his world-class arm strength and that just, you know, ability and that trust in his ability, he goes there, he pulls the trigger and more often than not, He's completing those type of passes. So only special passers will even attempt to make a pass like that. Justin Herbert not only attempts it, but he completes them. Well, and a lot of times it was out of necessity too. I mean, needing sure. to have those big plays. And I think the logical next step and the crazy thing is, is like I do think Justin Herbert has a chance to and probably will win an NFL MVP at this point. I mean, obviously, you know, you expect him to even get better because there's some things oh, yeah. he can still work on. But like, you look at his numbers this year compared to the guys who are being talked about the most as MVP. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 7.8 yards per attempt. Brady, 7.4. Herbert, 7.5. Mahomes, 7.4, right? So that's all in the same ballpark. He had the second most passing yards, more than Rodgers, more than Mahomes. Led the AFC. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers and Brady both are the only two players that had a higher QBR than him this season. The 15 interceptions, you know, obviously stand out. But Tom Brady had 12. Patrick yeah. Mahomes had 13. And I think he has the most dropped interceptions of any quarterback but for we sure. just saw this year that you know when you put everything together 41 total touchdowns for justin herbert like he's going to be in this conversation i think he gets one i think for sure he's going to get one i think with with the amount of resources the chargers have first chargers quarterback ever too if he does it. yeah and yes and i think that's wild to me i mean just to think about the talent that has been at the quarterback position for the chargers throughout the years Honestly, I think we if we're looking talent wise, Justin Herbert's the most talented quarterback the Chargers have ever had in their in their franchise history. I'm gonna say that right now. Yeah. Um and I think he will for sure win an MVP award. And I'm gonna say in the next three years. I'm I'm calling my shot now. I think the Chargers, like I said, have all the resources in the world to shore up that offensive line, maybe grab another speed receiver, and more importantly, improve the defense so he doesn't have to put everything on his back. But if he's able to get a good defense to do their part and shore up some things on offense, Justin Herbert is for sure going to have an MVP award in his mantle. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll get there just because he's already doing this. And, I mean, he's going to obviously have some very, very tough competition because only one guy gets it. He's sure. going to be competing with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, at least the next few years, right? Patrick Mahomes, the upcoming guys like Joe Burrow, maybe Josh Allen gets in the conversation as well. So there's going to be a tough competition, but I think he gets one. I mean, just considering, too, because – one of the things that obviously puts him out of this list is every other quarterback I mentioned right there has at least 12 wins and Brady yeah. and Aaron Rodgers have 13. So like right. as much as quarterback wins are not really a stat that's used in the NFL MVP conversation, whether it's liked or not, you know, if you don't, if you're not up there and wins, you're not going to be considered for that award. So I think unless you're obviously statistically so much better than everyone else, when there's so many good passers, it's hard to do that. But there were so many special moments and special games, from Justin Herbert that, I mean, it's hard to keep track of them both, but with this season that we had, I mean, just seeing what he was able to do in year two, we definitely wanted to highlight some of those better throws, the Jalen Guyton throw 
Pittsburgh performance and some of the biggest wins that he was able to put out, pull out by putting the team on his back. But right now, guys, I mean, the Super Bowl is coming up fast. I mean, it's one of my favorite games to bet on for sure. And we're all looking for an edge these days. I know all Chargers fans, when you're looking at the playoffs and trying to get in on some action, there's only one place to go, and that's OnlineGambling.com. We thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge throughout the playoffs, and they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make the most informed bets ever. It's going to be a tough Super Bowl to pick, Dave. I mean, I think in the AFC, it's hard not to go with the Chiefs, just because like, I think in a one-game sample, it's hard to pick against them. I mean, obviously, if the Titans get Derrick Henry back, We've seen them beat the Chiefs before. We've seen the Bengals beat them, but obviously at home. If I had to pick right now, I would say probably Chiefs versus the Packers as far as my Super Bowl pick. But you guys can go to onlinebetting.com and go to the OG Tips article, and they will tell you who they think are going to win the Super Bowl. So we'll see if they're right. We'll see if I'm right. But it's going to be a hard one to pick, especially in the NFC. You know, you have the Bucs who have beat the Packers last season. It's going to be really tough. But if I had to pick right now, that's what I would go with. And if you're planning to place any bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do because they give you the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tips section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the playoffs. So make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, that's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most out of this year's playoffs. All right, David, well, we talked about, you know, just the statistics and rankings where he was throughout the NFL. And obviously he was way up there in the you know upper echelon of the elite. But there was a lot of elite performances, too. I mean, that stand out yeah. and just some elite throws. And a lot of those came in the last game of the season. But before that, there were a lot more like the Jalen Guyton touchdown. Right. I mean, 59 yards against the Giants. Barely any time before halftime. I think there was like 17 seconds left yep, 17. before the half when he did it and like. That really just showed off right there. Like, this dude is special. That timing, that touch, that accuracy to put it on him in stride. I mean, he had some other deep touchdown passes. But when you're talking about Justin Herbert, one of the biggest arms in the NFL, I think that was the one that stood out the most. That was the one that caught everyone by storm. I mean, that flew all over social media, news outlets. That was one of the sexiest plays in the NFL this season. I mean, Everyone loves a big, strong-arm quarterback, and I think Justin Herbert showed that he should be considered one of the strongest-arm quarterbacks in the NFL. That throw was gorgeous, and not only was it a pretty throw, it was under duress. Like, he was getting chased down. He got hit pretty much as he released the ball, still had the form and the ability to get that all the way down the football field with great touch right in the bread basket for Jalen Guyton for a massive, massive touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he threw it from, like, his own 34-yard line. So to see where that ball ended up, 63.8 yards in the air was the second longest throw at that point in the season, according to ESPN's next-gen stats. But there were a lot of great moments, too, and I think one of the moments I saw the most growth from Justin Herbert and what kind of gave me a glimpse of what the season was going to look like was even the first game against the Washington football team because there was that final drive where they really just needed to run the clock out, but there was a lot of clock left. And the Chargers put their faith in him to keep throwing the ball on third downs and getting the conversions. I mean, he had a 17-yard completion to Keenan Allen on third and 16. That was ridiculous. Converts third and three. Third and seven, he gets a 20-yard throw to Mike Williams. That was just perfect timing throw on the money, contested. And then third and four finds Keenan Allen to ice the game in that one. And you also have the game against Kansas City where he goes four touchdowns in that game, right? And a go-ahead touchdown to really seal the game 
with 32 seconds left. I mean, at that point through those two performances to start the season, I mean, out of their first three games, I was like, okay, this dude is doing special things even when the game is late and they're putting it in his hands. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that sticks out to me the most is that we heard all offseason, you know, we're going to give Justin Herbert the opportunities to go out there and convert in, in these tough situations. You know, he's our best player. We want to give him as many opportunities as possible. Then it happened in the game, and they showed you, hey, we're not just talking about it. We're being about it. On fourth down, when we need a play or on a big third down, we're giving the ball to Justin Herbert. We're trusting that he's going to go out there and convert. And he was able to do that. I mean, the first that first win of the season – really great setting the tone and just finishing with the football. That's massive. I mean, something we haven't really seen a lot as a Charger fan previously. And then that game against the Chiefs, that was the big game for me saying, hey, this kid in Arrowhead on a massive stage, he was here and he is here to stay. He is the real deal. And that was when I think that moment for me was, hey, this is going to be a really big year for Justin Herbert. And this is going to be such a good matchup for the next decade yeah. between him and just, and Patrick Mahomes, just because it's like they have a shot. He can beat Patrick Mahomes in his Definitely. stadium, right? And I think when you have that super team in your division, like that's what you need that hope, you know. And I mean, through the three matchups, the only two games Kansas City's won between Justin Hurt, Patrick Mahomes, gave in overtime, and the other one was the Chargers win. So one and two so far. But I mean, he's given him a he's given him a chance in every game, including you know the very first game. He ever played in. I mean, there was just some crazy throws this season. Too many to get into one segment. But the laser throw to Keenan Allen against the Bengals where there was just no window at all for a touchdown. Yeah, the pump fake also to Keenan Allen in that Kansas City game. To take a seven-point lead with two minutes and 19 seconds left, Melvin Ingram, free rusher, pump fakes him, gets him out of the way, opens up the throwing window, and finds Keenan Allen. I mean, there were so many great throws, but... The other special performance I think we have to touch on is that Steelers game, David, because that was the Justin Herbert running game and plus just also all around freakish type of performance, 472 total yards, franchise record, 90 rushing yards in that game. He has 382 passing yards and three touchdowns. That was insane. I mean, he had the 53-yard touchdown to Mike Williams in the fourth quarter, which was huge because they had been going short to Keenan Allen. He saw the corner jump. Opened up Mike Williams down the sideline. Perfect throw, catch and run, touchdown to really put that game away and get it out of reach. That was a really, truly special performance. Another primetime game. I think for that performance, Daniel, what was so special about that is that he showcased all his abilities in that game. His ability to throw the football in those high pressure situations, to throw it accurately, and also to use his legs. This was the first time where I think in the NFL – he really showed, hey, I'm not just a, a, a great passer, but you're going to have to defend my legs and what I'm able to do on the ground as well. You're going to have to defend me differently. And I think after that game, the, he he earned that respect from opposing defenses because he is an all-around athlete. He really offers everything that you want from the quarterback position. These new, this new age position that they play in the NFL right now, they want quarterbacks that are mobile, that can extend the play, that have that threat. And Justin Herbert showed in that game – on Sunday Night Football, in a on a big stage that you need to defend him all over the place. That's what Justin Herbert is, such a special athlete. Yeah, and I think one of the most impressive things this year was just seeing how cool he stayed, you know, and collected yeah. in these games. I mean, even the games that they were getting beat. I mean, outside of a couple, like, you know, probably the Texans game, yeah, he had a late run in garbage time, right? I mean, the Baltimore game, there was no garbage time, anything. That was just a yeah, terrible game. But, like, yeah. 
no matter what the situation was, he kept, you know, staying calm under pressure in the fourth quarter, late in games, made the right decisions, brought the team back when he had to, put the team ahead when he had to, led the entire NFL in fourth quarter touchdowns, 14 fourth quarter touchdowns this season. That's ridiculous. And I think it, we talked about it before, but just having that even cute guy who's not that rah-rah guy, obviously, you know, you want the charismatic leader and all of those things. But to also have the even killed dude who's always cool under pressure. Matty Ice big type throws. of dude. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it just it, he showed some truly special things and I think he answered a lot of questions in these performances that a lot of people had of him going into you know his second season where he absolutely got better. And the crazy thing is a lot of the best throws he had this season came in the final game of the season, right, yes. where he had the ultimate clutch performance. And I don't care if it was a loss. One of the clutchest performances I've ever seen in NFL in my entire time watching the NFL. So I think that's worth talking about a little bit more, including, you know, down 15, touchdown, fourth and 21. Mike Williams, as time expires, touchdown, fourth and 10 overtime throw that keeps the game alive. The two-point conversion that keeps the game alive. So many giant plays from that. And, like, I think he showed us, you know, how special with this next, you know, the future is going to be for the Chargers when he's able to pull that off. But the other thing that's truly unbelievable to me is people that haven't downloaded the Get Upside app yet, right? Because if there's one thing in California that you need to try to do over everything else, it's save money on gas because that can absolutely bankrupt you. And if you guys don't have the Get Upside app yet, I don't know what to tell you because my listeners are saving up to 25 cents per gallon every time they hit up the gas tank. I mean, every time they fill up the gas tank, a place across the street from me uses Get Upside. You download the app on your phone from the Google Play Store, the App Store. And you'll find gas stations where you guys can be saving money every time you fill up. And since you listen to this show with the promo code touchdown on the GetUpside app, you can save up to 50 cents per gallon on your first fill up. Take 50 cents off the number you see on that board. And it's going to feel a lot better when you're getting done filling up your tank of gas. I mean, the difference now in the total when I fill my tank up is crazy. And if you're a, you know, rideshare driver, your food deliver, anything like that, you can literally save up to hundreds of dollars per month just by getting the GetUpside app. And there's no downside to get upside. You can get the money straight to your bank account. You can get it through PayPal. You can also get it cash down to Amazon and other big gift cards as well. So why not do it, guys? Especially when you use that promo code touchdown, save up to 50 cents per gallon on your first fill up. Make sure you guys are saving money at the gas pump with the get upside app. I also need to tell you guys about betonline.eg, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, because one of the biggest days is coming, guys, and it's the Super Bowl. And that's the day. I easily bet the most and have the most money riding on a single football game of the season. And I love using bet online to do them for that game specifically. I mean, they always have the best things to do. You can go on there and find any kind of competition for the Super Bowl that you're looking for and get all the action on the playoffs that are coming up, which is undoubtedly one of the best times of the year to be betting. Plus, I mean, football, basketball, hockey, boxing, even UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is the number one place to go. In a new year, in a new updated desktop and mobile website you guys can use. So make sure you go sign up and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus when you guys sign up. That's free money to play with. Go win some money with house money by using that promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get off your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, we didn't get to talk about this last game enough, and it was tough because obviously the Chargers season ended on one game, right? But like, yeah, we really only got a couple of minutes to talk about that performance we saw from Justin Herbert in that fourth quarter. And like I said before, I mean, Daniel Popper from The Athletic put together a very, you know, good collection of all of the biggest throws from that game because it just like, I, you know, 
I was sitting on the couch with my fiance, just like, all right, well, here's the game. Like so many moments where that game could have ended over and over and over and over. It just and every time they, yeah, every time they found a way to come back to make the throw, and it was pretty much all Justin Herbert, right? I mean, obviously, some guys ran some clutch routes, being super tired late in that game. Mike but, Williams, yeah, exactly. I mean, and and that's the other thing with Mike Williams. It's like how what price tag do you put on making the kind of plays that he's made and some of these ridiculous wins, right? But. This is from Popper's article. Down 29 to 14, facing fourth and six from the Raiders' 18 yard line. Herbert avoided pressure from Max Crosby, stepped up in the pocket, and completed a pass to Mike Williams on a comeback round on the outside. That was the one where it was right at the sticks. He was already on his knees. So as soon as he was touched, he was down. Gets ruled short. The game's over, right? Upon review, now it's a conversion. And you're like, Jesus, like, how much more of this can I take out? They're still alive now, but obviously, there's still a lot to be done. And then the Josh Palmer throw happens, David, which was straight up ridiculous. A fourth and 21 from the Raider 23-yard line. You have to, I mean, you basically have to score a touchdown. You're probably not yeah. going to get a 21-yard gain on that one. But the way he looked off Jared Cook on the left side opened up a little window for Josh Palmer with basically all the Raiders' defense standing in the there end zone. There were six defenders sitting in the end zone just 100%. waiting. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, I mean, he played it absolutely perfectly. The timing was perfect. There was no room for error right there on that throw. And to keep the game alive on that throw and then follow that up with going through every one of your progressions to get to Austin Eckler on a two-point conversion time, I mean, you know, in that situation, because that's a game right there too. Like, you had to get the fourth and 21 or that's the game. You get it. Now you're going for two. You're not waiting to try to make it a one-score game, make them sweat it out. You're saying we're going to go for it right here, which analytically is right the right move so you know what you have to do going forward. Yeah. There's an argument on both sides, but it's like, okay, this is the game again. They don't get this two-yard conversion, right? They don't get in from two points or get in, get those two points right there. It's over again. And then he goes through all of his progressions, throws the ball to Austin Eckler away from the defender that only he can get and then gets it within a seven-point game. And even at that point, that whole drive, it seemed like the game was going to be over. Yeah, I just – it just didn't matter to him. Like it didn't matter that there was that much pressure in that moment. It it didn't matter that if he didn't make the play, the game was over. That was never a thought in his mind. And you could tell, like you could tell every time he had that situation, every time he had the ball, he was not going to allow it to end. He, he wasn't, he was going to find the play to make, he was going to do everything he could to keep the play alive. That missile on a fourth and 21 with that many defenders surrounding the receivers, that's just, incredibly high level quarterback play the likelihood of them con- converting that play probably what twice two times out of 10 maybe one one time out of 10 and then the, to, to just on the two-point conversion i really love that play because that i think that really just shows you how much of a high level processor he really is now and how elite he really is at being able to go through a complete progression from one side of the field to the other, and then be able to still feel the pocket, move around in the pocket, and make a, another laser throw, <laughs> incredibly accurate, straight to Austin Eckler. As you're about to get blasted. Yeah, yeah, as you're about to get hit. It just, it, it's amazing that level of quarterbacking play that we're seeing out of Justin Herbert in his second year. Crazy. And you just like, that's like more crazy clutch fourth down, fourth quarter throws than you see most quarterbacks make in a season. And that's no exaggeration. Like they had the most fourth down conversions in the NFL this year, but like they got six of them, you know, in this game, like most in 50 years or something. So like, 
it was just crazy to see him stacking these on top of each other. And like, it still felt like the game was over. The defense still had to get a stop, but yeah. they do. Joey Bosa forces the fumble on Derek Carr. They have to punt. Chargers get the ball back. And then you still are going, you know, it's four, four down territory the rest of the way. So Absolutely. fourth and 10 from his own 18 yard line, he ends up finding Keenan Allen, who deserves a ton of credit because he made it through three dudes to get a first down. Barely. I mean, yeah. barely get a first down to keep the game alive as well. Another fourth and 10, he goes to Mike Williams on a comeback route with really good coverage against him, finds a way to fit that throw in there. So that's two just on this, you know, trying to go down and tie the game while also trying to deal with the clock and everything, right? Then he makes the throw that he has to make, right? Five seconds left in the game. You need a touchdown, you know, and they know you have to get in the end zone. So they don't have to really defend anything very far in front of it and he made a ridiculous throw to Jalen Guyton on the sideline right before Such that. It's a smart throw too because it's yeah. not really realistic where they were on the football field to throw it into the end zone. Would have been like a Hail Mary. That you have yeah. any kind of, you know, high probability of success. So he had to make that throw to really give the Chargers and give himself a realistic chance at scoring a touchdown. So to be able to hit that throw and kudos to Jalen Guyton for holding on to that ball and keeping that elbow in bounds to where that would be a good catch, just great all around. Yeah, I mean, it would have been from like the 30-yard line is where they would have had to attempt the final play from, which is, you know, a low-key kind of Hail Mary. Plus, yeah. if that's the case too, the other team can just try to blitz you all and make you get rid of the ball kind of thing, so you have to throw it short, right? Right. That didn't happen because he got it where he did, and it obviously helped out the offensive line a lot too, who had been getting smoked. So, like, all of those factors were important with that throw, clutch throw, to get yourself to the 12-yard line where you have a good chance, right? Yeah. On the next play, with five seconds left, he drifts to the left, gets himself the perfect launch angle, right? The perfect place where he knows he can fit it in there. It beats Casey Hayward, trying to cover Mike Williams, really double covered in the end zone with no room to spare. He throws it low where only Mike Williams can get it, and he ties the game with no time left. Like I can't think of a game like that with Philip Rivers in his entire career. With a touchdown, with time expiring, to you know, tie a well, game. Well, you've seen those situations with Philip Rivers, but it seemed like a lot of the times they ended in interceptions. Well, yeah, I mean for sure, but just that play doesn't happen very often. It wasn't. Oh even. yeah. And then, uh, and the crazy thing is, all those might not be the best throw he had that game because in overtime they had another fourth and ten where the Raiders had already kicked a field goal, so you know you have to at least get into field goal range to tie yeah. it. The window that he had to throw to Mike Williams on fourth and ten on the forty-seven yard catch and run. It was non-existent. The other defender who was covering someone else peeled off and started coming back to Mike You're Williams. lucky to get a tennis ball in the window that he threw that football in. Well, and there was just no space there. I mean, and then, like, maybe he didn't know that defender was going to peel off and be right there and be that close, right? But, like, either way, he didn't have a choice. I mean, it's fourth and ten. He had to make yeah. something happen. He puts it right on the money, right in stride, gives him a chance to get yards after the catch, Nasty. which he does a lot of 47 yards. And he was totally out of gas, too. I know a lot of people were like, stiff arm that last defender. It was like, Bro, if he would have tried. Four and a half quarters at that point, man. Well, 100%. If he would have tried to cut back, he probably gets tackled from yeah. him. He, he probably loses about 15-ish yards, 15 right. to 20 yards. Instead, he tried to get as much as he could, and he was dead tired. And then, I mean, even after that, Justin Herbert has a throw to Mike Williams, you know, in the end zone. He tries to one-hand it, has a throw to Jared That's Cook such a that gives throw. him a first. Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, the throw to Jared Cook was really, really good as well. That would have given it to him on, like, the literal two-yard line if he, he doesn't should, score a touchdown. He should have caught that 100% ball. he should have caught, caught that. that but, like, of course, you know, Raiders fans, 
well, did he win the game though? You know what I mean? He still lost to Derek Carr. I mean, he literally did everything that he could do in that game. And I think he just showed that like, not only is he, you know, going to be a really good quarterback in this league. And I think we saw that last year. It's like, okay, he's going to be really good. He has the potential to be the best quarterback in the NFL. And like, when you make plays that way that Justin Herbert made plays in a must win game and must win situations and have to have it downs on fourth down as much as he did in that game. I mean, I think you feel like, okay, this dude is obviously special. He has a chance to be an MVP because now it's just about consistency, right? And finding more ways to have these great games more often. But even as much as he did this year, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I'm just so excited. This was year two to see what this dude is going to do because he was just amazing in his second season. I'm glad that we got to be here to cover it. Well, well, Daniel, think about it. It's one thing to have the talent. It's one thing sure. to have the talent. It's another thing to have the talent and that clutch gene. When right. you're put in those situations where you have to make a play, Justin Herbert has the talent and he has that ice water running through his veins, that cold-blooded killer, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make the play attitude, and he's shown that he is capable of doing it. So he is a special player. We know he has the intelligence we know he has the, the talent, and we know he has the ability because he goes out there and he walks the walk. He doesn't really talk the talk, but he does go out there and walk the walk. Well, and as much as we'll talk about Staley and kind of, you know, if this was a successful season for him, I mean, one of the things that you needed to have, especially hiring a defensive coach who, you know, obviously didn't help the defense statistically very much, was how was he going to do handling the Justin Herbert situation? How did he, you know, keep grooming Justin Herbert into the superstar that we all knew he could be, you get into an A-plus in that because Justin Herbert was straight up one of the best quarterbacks. And I think the biggest indictment is that you didn't make the playoffs while having a quarterback of the caliber of Justin Herbert. Like, that's the biggest indictment on the Chargers season, that he couldn't get enough help to have the season that he had and to make the playoffs while being, you know, a top five, arguably top three quarterback in the league. And it's just – it's crazy that we're witnessing – the beginning of a superstar career with Justin Herbert, an MVP in all pro caliber career potentially with this dude, because I mean, there's just no way to put any limits on him at this point. Now we obviously saw this year that the first year wasn't a fluke and we know he's getting better because some of the things he even just did in that last game showed so much growth as far as anticipation, knowing when guys are going to come over, squeezing ball into tight windows with that timing that he had. I mean, just, supernatural out of this world freakish stuff that we saw from justin herbert and i think we all just have to be very grateful that we were all there to witness enjoy this charger fans enjoy it there are many teams around the nfl that would kill they would sacrifice their firstborn child to have a quarterback the caliber of justin herbert and the chargers have him. and you know that brandon sale is going to do everything that he can during this offseason to get a defense that can be worthy of sharing the same field as Justin Herbert. And on tomorrow's show, we'll get into some of that because Brandon Staley did to kind of have not an end-of-the-year kind of press conference, but kind of, right? Had a lot of things to say, including what the Chargers are going to focus on in this upcoming season and who, you know, he appreciated throughout his first year as an NFL coach. And I think he had pretty good first year with all things considered. But that's going to do it for today's show. As always, you guys can check out the new Locked On Chargers YouTube channel where we really appreciate you guys checking that out and subscribing there. And you can also find the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. We will be doing some voicemail shows next week. If you want to get in on that, the number is 323-524-7924. And we're trying to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. 
And to make sure you never miss the show, you can check us out on all of our social media. You can find the show on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can find our Instagram page at LockedOnChargers and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page, as well as following me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. But I'm sure this won't be the last show we're talking about Justin Herbert and just how special this dude is. I mean, you have the guy build the team around him and go win a Super Bowl because this dude is absolutely a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.